Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morency. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people to bust them, everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. All right, we got, uh, we're going to get Schwabbed. Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports is going to step up and in and, uh, and kick it uh, with us. We look forward to, uh, to that. We're going to go over some soccer. We'll set the stage. We've been drilling this stuff. It gets tricky in the group stage, but it's always fun. Man, listen. You can't beat the chaos of the group stage last day, like today, when it was like, oh, my God, they need another goal. No, now they don't. No, now they do. And they're both scoreboard going and watching. And from a betting perspective, from a, you know, you got to try to use it to your advantage and understand, okay, this team doesn't need goals. These guys do. This could go over. Like, we knew today Mexico needed goals. So if you saw my picks today, Listen, I knew Argentina did not need goals. Argentina needed to win the game. So we went under the two and a half in the Argentina game. And I think this stuff, you know, there's sort of a, a predictability factor to it. And then you knew Mexico, right? Mexico needed goals. That game went over, right? The other day, Wales needed goals, and they didn't get it. So it led to, like, if a team needs goals, oftentimes the other team ends up scoring, right? So sort of sets the stage for tomorrow, so Canada and Morocco, we'll get into this on the other side uh, here. Canada and Morocco in the morning. Canada have already been eliminated, but it's the World Cup, so it's not like they don't care, right? And Canada have never won a World Cup game before, right? This is only their second World Cup, right? They never scored a goal in a World Cup game before. They've only got one goal. That's why I think a draw really could be in play here. I think Canada is going to bring it. Um, one thing we should note, I don't think Eustachio is going to play for Canada. He wasn't in practice with them today. They said, oh, he was getting, he was training and he's doing rehab or whatever. But I don't, I, I, I doubt he plays actually. So Canada could have a couple of different players in a lineup. But like I said earlier, Canada are not, um, like Canadian fans are more depressed, I think, than the players are. The players on Canada know, like, you know what I mean? Alfonso Davies is on Bayern Munich. And 15 of his teammates are on Germany. So he knows, like, you know what I mean? Like, like if you saw the, the Canadians interviewed after the Croatia match, they basically said, 
that they kind of knew that they was they was done. <laughs> you know, one of the guys on Canada said he goes, man, he goes, I couldn't even get close to the ball after like he goes after we upset them, right? Okay, when Canada scored early, they would sort of rattle Croatia a bit. But I look forward to these matches in the morning. Costa Rica and Germany. We're going to go over all the scenarios after Japan and Spain, Ghana and Uruguay. Uh, all these matches that are coming up uh, here, they all have like ramifications. Croatia and Belgium. Management class. It's level three. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. It's great to be back. Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports going to step up and in and uh, join us. Got a lot of stuff to break down still here. We'll focus in on the World Cup games in the morning. Got the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots Thursday night uh, football in a primetime game that actually doesn't suck. And now we're in the time of the year that can start flexing uh, these games. And it can't come soon enough. But unfortunately, they can't flex the Monday nighter between the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got the Raiders and the Rams next Thursday as well. So soak it up while you got it, right? Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. We speak to uh, you know we speak to a lot of odds makers throughout the week and stuff. But we spoke to uh, Matoy Pearson tonight from WinBet in Las Vegas earlier in the day, and he said all week people have been pounding the Patriots, and uh, not just basically not the public, but he basically said you know the wise guys, the so-called sharps, like the New England Patriots in this football game. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills have a couple of injuries, but I guess Russo is actually good to go after all. Vaughn Miller is going to be out of this football game, and they're without Dawkins on the offensive line. But, you know, if you look at the Bills, and people have been critical of the Bills over the last couple of weeks, well, they didn't look, they, they, they struggled here. They didn't blow Cleveland out. They didn't kill Detroit and stuff. It's the National Football League, guys, especially at this time of the year. It's not easy to win football games against anybody. Let alone, and you got to remember, teams do not care about your bet. All right? They don't care. It doesn't matter. You see it all the time. You see teams in the room after, you know, celebrating in the locker room. None of them are saying, damn, we didn't cover. Right? They don't care. Right? They're trying to win a game and move on. Survive in advance. Get the W. They don't care. The coaches don't care whether it's by 40 or by 4. They want to you know, be playing good football, but there's too much of a tendency of people that think, oh, if a team didn't cover, and as I stated earlier, well, you do realize the Buffalo Bills had like 14 guys with the flu and COVID this and that. Everybody was sick. They're in the middle of a freaking snowstorm, and they played two games in Detroit in a row. And people bitch, well, they didn't win by enough points. Shut up. It's like Lamar Jackson said, except I can't fully say what he said. What did he say? Eat a disc? Something about that? This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class. This is Portrait. I am Gable Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, the mightier 1090 ESPN radio, the 50,000 watt juggernaut. Let's do this thing. And uh, yeah, shout out to everybody in San Diego. Looking at the city by city TV ratings, actually, for the World Cup in San Diego. Um, very, very good numbers uh, for Team uh, USA soccer in the World Cup. And an MLS team in San Diego is going to be a smash success. All right, uh, so as long as we're on soccer here right now, let's set the stage. We've got Croatia and Belgium at 10 o'clock. They play the games at the same time because soccer is crooked. And if these teams actually knew (laughs) going into the game before uh, what they needed as the result, they would probably end up getting that result. So they play the games at the same time to avoid that. So it's getting very interesting. And tomorrow is lit from a competitive standpoint in which pretty everybody is alive except for Canada. Uh, Canada is the only team tomorrow playing that does not have a chance to advance. So let's start off with Croatia and Belgium. And I brought this up earlier about Belgium. Belgium, internal uh, turmoil. And it's interesting, too. They basically admitted. They said, no, well, it's overblown. And then it goes on to say that they had a, that it lasted an hour. Their team meeting lasted an hour that turned into a fight. And, you know, that's a pretty long meeting, like an hour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been, I've been a few, I, I wouldn't want my funeral to be an hour. Like, that's, that's a long time, an hour. Like, you know, I, like, even like, yo, it's the World Cup. No, like, you got, they got better things to do and sit around and listen to everyone bitch about their gripes. So, and I imagine, you know, that's what would happen. So, the report was that Hazard basically called out the, the back line of Belgium and the team wasn't down with it and some people actually went at them. They're imploding. They're imploding. Croatia were motivated by John Herdman, the Canada's manager, who 
said that they were going to F Croatia up, which is a pretty stupid thing to say. But he didn't say it like, you know, he said it on the field, like in his speech to the team after, after they lost to Belgium. But it got picked up. The, the Croatian media went with it. And they're a bunch of psychopaths. You know, they, were, they had Nazi signs and stuff. You can't have a rainbow flag, but it's okay to have a swastika at a World Cup game, evidently. It's just, this soccer so, like, it's a beautiful game. It's also very ugly. Um, it could be ugly as well. But nevertheless, we got Croatia plus 170, Belgium plus 170, draw plus 225. So the game is basically a pick em. Yet there's value. If you like something, there's value on this. If you like to draw, plus 225. If you like one of the sides, plus 170 to set the stage as far as the, you know, the, the stakes here or what, what, what's needed um, what's needed for these teams. So Croatia beat Canada 4-1. They're actually in a first-place tie with Morocco. Croatia only needs a point to advance. It could also advance in some scenarios if it loses and Canada beats Morocco. So they're not going to, you know, Croatia is going to believe, not going to believe that Canada is going to win that. You know what I mean? Croatia is coming to win, essentially, or get the draw. All right. So Croatia needs just a point um, and they advance. Belgium. It's pretty simple for Belgium. They need to win. Belgium needs to win, right? Belgium wins this match they're in. They don't. They've got problems because Belgium only have three points and Morocco have four points and Croatia have four points. So I don't need to explain it too much. Belgium need the win. Croatia just need a draw, which kind of puts Belgium in a bad spot. And we're seeing, uh, Matthias, that Belgium, they're just not in very good form right now. We talked about their golden generation from eight years ago. And let's call it out for what it is, dude. They were lucky to beat Canada. Canada should have won that game, right? Alfonso Davies missed a penalty kick. Canada got literally screwed out of two other penalty kicks. The officiating has been good during the matches. Uh, I think in the World Cup, they're really letting the players play. We'll get to that in a second as far as a prop is concerned. But... The VAR is whacked, man. Like they, you know what I mean? Like there's the today Argentina. Like that that messy PK never should have happened, bro. It was a incidental contact. They all it was a play. They all went up. They collided, and it had no effect on the the effort to try to score. Right, the ball was already it was done. It was like incidental contact. That was a garbage call. And Canada it was a fundamentally wrong rule. Right, because Canada should have had a penalty kick, but they said, no, it's not a penalty kick because you're offside, so it wouldn't be a penalty kick. We've seen that a couple of times. But the thing is, Buddy on Belgium touched the ball, and you can't be offside if the defender touched the ball. It actually hit the Belgian guy, so suddenly it's not offside. So it's not just like a, oh, they got screwed. No, they 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 messed up the rule. Like, there's five officials in the VAR booth, and not one of them said, listen, the rule is if it touches, that's a penalty kick, right? But it was, oh, it's just Canada, and they want Belgium to go on, right? And they want Argentina to go on. So, oh, yeah, penalty kick, right? The soccer god said, no, 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 and Messi didn't score. So Belgium need the win. Croatia need the draw. I don't believe there's going to be a lot of goals in this game. 
I think they, because like I said, Croatia aren't going to do anything stupid. They just know Croatia, if it's nil-nil, Croatia are happy. They don't need to do anything stupid. And Belgium have a hard time scoring. I mean, they've scored one goal in two games. I like the under two and a half in this game. Man, I kind of lean in Croatia. I'm going to say draw. What's your pick, Matthias, in this game? Croatia? Draw like or Belgium? I like the under two and a half game. And you know what? I think it's a draw. I think it's a 1-1 draw. Belgium gets eliminated. I think Morocco goes on. You know, and in recent World Cups, we see these teams, you know. We, we see these old teams that were that were doing great, had their run, and they imploded in, in, in World Cups. And they never get out of the group. I think this, this World Cup, that's Belgium. You know, they're the France of, of 2010. The, the team that everybody's going to talk about the drama afterwards and they're going to break up and it's a, it's a reset. And this is a perfect example of it. There's so much drama. Affairs with the players. You know, lots and lots of drama with that Belgium team, Gabe. Lots of drama. Yeah, who's the team that uh, they denied that he's sleeping with a teammate's wife? That's not Belgium, yeah. was it? It was, wasn't another team? That was Belgium too, though. You know, that, that goes it with was, the, huh? the goalkeeper, Courtois oh, yeah. and De Bruyne. With their with their ex girlfriends, big time affairs. Those guys don't even talk to each other. Did you see though? Was it Ghana that sent their goalie home? <laughs> no, it was Cameroon. Cameroon, like the the dude, their starting goalie got into it with their coach, and the coach is like, "You're done. <laughs> you're gone." <laughs> These African teams are like, "You, you're in." The new guy was in. Um, yeah, I could see that. And you know, even though Belgium have problems, doesn't mean they're easy to score on either, Matthias. Right? Like they're not going to quit. Like they're just—it's just hard for them. They're older and it's falling apart. Um, Croatia need to draw. I could see it being one nil, Croatia, or nil nil or one one. Either way, I come back to under two and a half, Matthias. That's my big pick for this. Under two and a half. And another thing I wanted to say is, if you'll notice, guys. Um. They're not calling fouls in this tournament. You notice, Matthias? Like, they're letting them play, bro. Like, big time. Like, big time. They're not calling cards. Like, there's very few cards. Like, you've got to murder someone to get a card in Qatar. And 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 also, with this fair play stuff, guys don't want to get cards. Number two, they don't want to get cards if they know they're advancing in the tournament and stuff. No one wants to get a card, because even if you get a card, you're still suspended in the next game, even if you get eliminated the next time you play internationally. So, I'm telling you, man, we've been leaving money on the table, guys, with the under cards. It used to be four and a half cards. Now it's three and a half, but we're not even getting that. This is Sports Rage. Bet your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Same wager. The late night anger management class. This is Fortridge. I am Moretz. So we're going to get back to the NFL. Frank Schwab will join us. Just a quick check of college football. The Rose Bowl uh, agrees to clear the way for the college football playoff expansion. The Rose Bowl organizers uh, were on the clock. They were uh, basically uh, told that they had to alter the the agreement that they already had in place. And so the Rose Bowl already had a, a deal in place with the college football playoff committee. But the college football playoff committee wants to expand. And so they're expanding, guys. This is real. So this is basically, you know, it's kind of flew under the radar, but everything's going on. But you guys wanted it. You're getting it. It's going to be 12 teams. It's super, I don't know. It's annoying, honestly. Listen, I'm not going to, I bitched about them adding another NFL game. So I'll admit I was wrong only because whatever. It's another game to bet on. So I'm not going to complain at the time. We're going to bet on the games and stuff. But be careful what you wish for. Like this isn't, it's not going to open up the door for everybody. It's just going to be everyone from the SEC and the Big Ten going to get in. So in other words, with 12 teams now in the playoffs, with 12 teams in the playoffs, Penn State are in, so Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State would be in. So three teams from the Big 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 Ten would be in automatically. The SEC, Alabama would be in, Tennessee would be in, um, Georgia would be in, LSU would have been in if they didn't screw it up, and they still would be, like, you know what I mean? So you're going to end up, like, honestly, out of the 12, you're probably going to end up with, like, four SEC teams, Three Big Ten teams, so that's seven, and then you'll have five spots for everybody else after. Okay, so yeah, there's a couple of more spots, but all right, and you got the Pac-12 champ, you've got the Big 12 champ, you've got like, you know what I mean? And then you were right back to where we were. You know, the Cincinnati and the boys is going to be bitching after. Oh my God, we couldn't get in. Like, you know what I mean? Put it all I need. I mean, we're gonna we'll get back to, to to the games, but all you need to know about this is the SEC is the most powerful, right? They kind of were, but the Big Ten is caught up. And now with the Big Ten, with this California takeover and stuff, like the Big Ten are like the big guys in the room now suddenly. They need to win some titles, but I'm just talking about financially and stuff. Right? And as far as the college football, look at as it is now. They want to get Ohio State in now. Right? They want to put two big teams in. Like, basically, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Think of the college football playoff committee is basically like a mob table. And the SEC is the godfather, and the Big Ten is like the commando, right? Right? You know what I mean? The next in line, and they control everything. So, if they, if the commissioner of the SEC was the one that wanted to expand the playoffs, 
Do you think the commissioner of the SEC is doing that for the betterment of the Sun Belt? Do you think he's doing it for the betterment of the American Athletic Conference or the ACC? Like, honestly, do you think the commissioner of the SEC, whose sole goal is to represent the SEC, thinks that a 12-team college football playoff is a good idea because it's going to include everybody else? Or does he think it's a great idea and he's leading the charge to do it and it got done because he knows that uh, we're going to get like four teams in now, right? It's like more money because you know they, they, they're going to make money from it for the, the schools and the conference. That's all, that's all my whole point. So people think like, oh, it's not going to be like the NCAA tournament. It ain't going to be like the NCAA tournament where like um, – you know, everybody's going to have a chance type thing. It's not going to be like that. It's just going to be all the big, big time blue bloods and they'll throw a little bone to like one of the other schools on the way out. And that'll be that. You know I mean, Tulane will get in. So, all right, good for you. You're in Tulane. You're going to get waxed and tattooed, but you're in. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of a waste of time, but whatever it is, what it is. Like our Penn State, a playoff team? No. Penn State aren't a playoff team, but they will be now. What are the t- what's the top twelve right now? Now it wouldn't just be like the um, it wouldn't just be the you know just the automatically the top twelve, but it pretty much would be. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It could be a conference winner here or there type thing, but you know what I'm saying? It pretty much would be. So the college football playoff now would be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Washington, Clemson, LSU, and Utah. Utah are nine and three. Probably going to be a nine and fourteen. Okay, this is what we're doing. So, like, the, why do you think the SEC and the Big Ten want this? They're like, fine. All right, put in a nine and three Pac-12 team. We'll smoke them, and we're gonna make money. And you got, you know what I mean? It's a game we're gonna win. Like, you know, do you? So look, like Clemson. Do you think Clemson are a playoff team? Are Clemson a playoff team at this? No, right? They're not a playoff team this year. They're not a playoff caliber team. Hell no. They will. They will be in the playoffs though. Like, bro, the Utah Utes will be in the playoffs, Matias. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, how much? Uh, and how many? How many SEC teams here? So Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, LSU. Only three. They're a little, little down here. A little, little down. The Big Ten would have Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. They would have three. You know, as I stated, like, yeah, you know, it's not going to open up the door for, like, for everybody. It's just going to be the blue blood still. So, long story short, um, insider sources from inside say uh, that the Rose Bowl, um, they were told that they had till this week, basically, to decide what they were going to do, that they would have been left out of the future college football playoff. You know how it rotates all the time? Like, the Rose Bowl wouldn't have been part of it. And the Rose Bowl basically said that they'll agree to it, but only if that the Rose Bowl is always on January 1st. And the college football committee said no. They said no. Um, Person spoke on condition of anonymity, told the Associated Press 
The presidents and the chancellors who oversee the playoffs still needed uh, to give the final approval on expansion plans. A person knowledge of discussions between organizers, college football officials, said the Rose Bowl is prepared to be flexible and wants to continue to be part of the uh, college football playoffs part of uh, 2025. The original 12-year contract with ESPN expires after the 2025-26 season. College football officials have been unwillingly to make any binding commitments about the college football playoff beyond 2025. The Rose Bowl is one of six sites that currently rotates as the host of the college football semifinals every three years. The other five bowls in those cities for the championship games are scheduled to be held after 2024 have already agreed to the new college football uh, playoff format. So long story short, the Rose Bowl is still in. It bastardizes the Rose Bowl game itself and all this, but it is what it is. The Rose Bowl is now going to be a quarterfinal. So that's another thing. We go from the pageantry to Rose Bowl to the Rose Bowl is now going to be in the quarterfinal. Every, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, every couple of years, the Rose Bowl will be the title sometimes, but it'll also be the quarterfinal. <laughs> so great, you got a quarterfinals now. Uh, but whatever, it's, it's something to bet on. It is what it is. Great weekend of football, though, coming up. Like I said, Frank Schwab's going to join us in a couple of minutes. So we got the soccer in the morning. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to bet the under three and a half. So it's under three and a half cards in the the Belgium-Croatia match. Let's see what it is in Canada. Cards. Three and a half, all right? It's three and a half. Under is plus money, too. It's like plus 100. Uh, that's three and a half. So, like I said, it used to be four and a half, like across the board. That's the standard number for cards in a soccer match. Four and a half, the prop. But they're making making it three and a half because, like I said, it's flying under the radar. But the refs aren't calling any cards. Costa Rica and Germany. I know a lot of people say Costa Rica, but it's actually Costa Rica. Uh, I'm not a linguin, linguist, linguistic expert or anything, but I've actually been there, so that's why I know. <laughs> uh, all right, cards in this one. Three and a half. Three and a half. So I bet you the last game is going to be three and a half as well here. Spain and Japan. Uh, cards, three and a half. Yeah, so I'm going to go under. Every sports book should have this too. I know my corner kick prop, the first 959, not everybody has. I'm going to go under three and a half book cards here in all three, all four games tomorrow. And I bet you we go like three and one a minimum. Worst two and two, but we'll go three and one, maybe even four and oh. It's been killing. It's been killing that prop. All right, Matthias, you said earlier you think the Germans roll the Costa Ricans four nil. I think it's more of a two nil, maybe, maybe three, but I think two. But I do think Germany are going to win the match. They're 12 to one favorites. Spain, minus 250 against Japan. Some big-time uh, matches here tomorrow quickly to set the stage as far as the groups and uh, what they need and what's needed and all that. Spain, despite how well they've played, they're still in this. Spain tied Germany 1-1. They sit atop Group E. If it beats or ties Japan, it's a spot of uh, it's assured of advancing. But if they need to win to win the group. Spain will be eliminated if they lose to Japan and Costa Rica beats Germany. Japan will advance if it beats Spain. And also with both final group uh, games end in a draw. Costa Rica needs to beat Germany and they need Spain to beat Japan. Which could happen. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sirius XM Channel 159. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's get Schwab. Frank Schwab. YahooSports.com steps up and in and joins us. Uh, Frank, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Hey, what's going on? A lot of stuff uh, going on, uh, Frank. Uh, we've got NFL football, College of Football Championship uh, week, and, of course, the World Cup uh, continues. And I follow you on Twitter. I see you've got a little World Cup fever going on, uh, Frank. You're taking in the World Cup. I know you're watching it, but you're betting it as well. I am, although I, I can't profess to be winning anything or have any knowledge of it. Look, I, it's one of those. I hate to be the cliche of, hey, I'm not really a soccer fan, but I love the World Cup because I will watch EPL and, and you know, I mean, Euro when the Euro tournament was going on, I watched that. But I'm a pretty casual soccer fan. But the World Cup's awesome. I mean, if you're if you're a sports fan at all, I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't be into the World Cup. It's I mean, you have something to root for. It's very obvious, you know, storylines between countries. The group stage stuff gets intense. I, I love it. I, I love the World Cup. I hate that it's happening in November and December. I'll tell you that. But, hey, it, it's really good action, good uh, good fun stuff. And, hey, maybe, you know, I, I was totally square bet on Brazil to win it all. So maybe they can win all my money back that I've been losing on these matches. And we see, as you talked about, the last games of the group stage, there's different, there's just so many different storylines going into these matches. And we saw that uh, come into play today with the fair play rule, right? Well, they've got less cards. Mexico was desperately trying to score that third goal. And not to bounce around from sport to sport too much, uh, but, you know, maybe things would be different in the NBA if you actually counted point differential, right? In, in tiebreakers. Yeah, right? yeah. You, don't, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I- yeah, like, you know, I mean, something to think about. It really is, and you know, I mean, Ed, you know, the fair play thing is weird, but how else are they going to do it? You only got three games, like exactly I mean, yeah, the same amount of goals, the same amount of points, Frank. What can you do, right? Yeah, right. You, do? you can't play another but game. Can, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine though, if like 
the third tiebreaker for the NFC wild card was like how many personal foul penalties you took all season. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what it is. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're looking at that roughing the passer from week 16 and being like, oh, my goodness, that kept us out of the playoffs. It, it's just it's weird. But, uh, look, I mean, I, not to sound like the ugly American, but a lot of soccer stuff is, I don't want to say weird, but it's different. It's stuff we don't deal with. And I, I do hate the, and I do it too sometimes, the American fans who only watch the World Cup and then want to tell you for hours and hours what's wrong with soccer. It's like, well, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what? <laughs> Billions of people around the world watch soccer and enjoy it. Maybe we shouldn't be the ones telling them how to fix their game. You know, you're exactly right. It's, you know, and that's it, it, fair, though. It's fair to be that, right? You're a sports fan. It, you know, I think horse racing, very similar, right? I mean, are you really, are you spending every day at the OTB? I don't think so, but you watch a Kentucky Derby, right? <laughs> Right. You watch the Triple Crown. I get it, but it drove me crazy as well, actually. And I am a soccer. I can't say I'm a definitive soccer guy, but you know, we 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 talk soccer all the time uh, on the show. I'm a big MLS fan, even so, I'm a big soccer fan. But it did drive me crazy when I saw a bunch of NFL types. Um, what's up with the clock? How come the clock doesn't stop? This is stupid. And it's like, you know, they're like, like it randomly, like, oh, the, the game just randomly stops. It's like, no, it doesn't randomly stop, buddy. Like, you know, like you said, you know what I mean? Like, the soccer is the most viewed, like, sport in the world, but that's just sort of the American Western world prism, right? Like, if it's not big in your backyard, it must not, it's stupid, right? <laughs> like you yeah, said. Right, and, but yeah, I did enjoy that chant the American fans got going on with, it's called soccer, because it really does... Uh, <laughs> Uh, upset the Europeans. <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. Hey, look, this is it's great. And if you know, hey, if I, I would, I've always wondered what would happen if the United States really went on a run. Like one of those. I mean, not that they are favored in any way to do so, but what if they just got lucky and they got the St. Peter's run and you know I, from the NCAA tournament last year and they ended up in the Final Four. Like I think. It would be bananas. I was at a bar watching USA England, and people were going nuts. For, I mean, scoreless game, and people were going absolutely insane anytime any chance happened. I just wonder what it would be like if one time the Americans you know, made a Final Four or something like that. I, I think it'd be incredible for the sport in this country. Oh, it would be great for the sport as a whole because exactly, it would just inspire millions of kids. Um, it's crazy though, man. Look, you, you know, you're in Denver. Denver's a pretty big sports, um, and you know, listen, Denver's a great sports city. But I was gonna say it's a pretty big soccer state as well. I've always had an appreciation for for the sport. And man, I saw the other day just like randomly in Kansas City in their fan zone or whatever. I don't know, man. It looked like there was like twenty thousand people or something, like ten thousand people, Frank. Like like they were just partying. Like it was, yeah. Yeah. I remember the Landon Donovan goal, the famous one that that advanced the uh, U.S. into the knockout round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, 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 one of the main clips was from that area in Kansas City. I guess they have a enormous soccer following. Yeah, Colorado, the Rapids do well out here. People do care. I mean, it's, I saw yeah, ratings, it's, Frank. It's interesting. Like some of the highest, like in America, like per per like household type thing, right? Not due to population, mm -hmm. but. A lot of, lot of football hotbeds, man. North Carolina, like soccer's massive, really? man, in North Carolina. <laughs> Nashville. Oh, dude, the Nashville MLS team, man, they were they were selling out the stadium. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Atlanta, they do great, the soccer team. They sell more tickets for the soccer team than they do the Falcons. But, all right, so listen, <laughs> we, we could go on. That's another story. <laughs> we could go on and on. So let's talk about some American uh, football right now. What am I missing, Frank? Then every time I hit refresh, the number keeps dropping for the Thursday nighter with the Bills and the Patriots. What's your take on that? 
I'm glad you brought it up because I thought I was missing something. <laughs> I know this started at five and a half, and I looked that was high. Okay, that's fine. Give the Patriots a little respect for the home field. Then we're down to four, and I'll be honest, I bet the heck out of the Bills at minus four because I'm like, this is going up. It's going to be four and a half. I don't want to lose out on the four. And then this afternoon, I see it's three and a half. Like, what? Like, wh- why did this happen? The last, I'm going to get this wrong. I just wrote it in my picks column that the last three, uh, four of the last five Bills Patriots games, the Bills have won. The Patriots obviously won the 80 to mile an hour wind game that we all remember where they threw three times. The three last three Bills wins, though, came by, I believe it was 40. 12 and 27 points. These games haven't been close. The Bills are far ahead of the Patriots. There's, look, Von Miller's out, but we knew Von Miller was out. When it spread was five and a half, we knew Von Miller was going to be out. Deion Dawkins is out for the Bills. Deion Dawkins ain't moving the point spread. So I'm really, I'm really confounded by this. I mean, obviously, if it's coming in kind of midweek like it is on the underdog, it's, it's probably got to be sharp money. But I, I just... They're seeing something I'm not because I just think this Bills team is far superior. But you know what? They're in a slump. They, they haven't played great the past four weeks, so we'll see. But, yeah, I'm on the Bills, I, I, and if I'm missing something, I guess I'm going to find out tomorrow night. Uh, Frank Schwab uh, kicking it with us, Yahoo Sports. And, you know, weather's not going to be a factor either, right? And that's the whole thing. Right. Buffalo are actually more lethal in better weather, ironically enough. So here's another one. I'm curious your take on this. The Minnesota Vikings. I made a lot of noise about the fact that the Vikings were the first 8-1 team to be underdogs since 1976. Um... I guess there was other teams and other dog, but with their starting quarterback, uh, et cetera. But nevertheless, then the Cowboys smoked them. Cowboys smoked them. So here we here we go again. You have a nine and two football team, and they're laying three points to the New York Jets. People are really like drinking this Jet Kool Aid right now, the green Kool Aid. What, what do you make of this? Is this, is this a weird number at three, or do you think they're getting this one right? A really tough game for me. I, I haven't really decided on it to be honest. I, I can see both sides of this. Look on one side of it. The Jets, yeah, they looked great last week, right? Everybody's excited about Mike White. Mike White was playing one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Yeah, Maybe the Bears. Worst yeah. in the, NFL. <laughs> the Bears are awful. Like, the Bears, I, I obviously, they don't have Roquan Smith or Robert Quinn anymore. I believe they were without uh, uh, Jaquan Brisker there, a really good rookie safety out of Penn State. So, I mean, they just their defense stinks. It's really, really bad. So, do we think Mike White is just the second coming of Kurt Warner? I don't know, but I will say this. No matter how good Mike White really is, he's better than Zach Wilson. So they've gotten an upgrade on offense, and their defense is really good, and the kind of defense that gives the Vikings problems. I mean, if you can get pressure on Kirk Cousins early, hit him, I think that that really throws him off, like most quarterbacks. I mean, but he's he's kind of one of those quarterbacks where he just doesn't do well when you pressure him, and the Jets can certainly do that. They're really, really good defense. But the Vikings team is (laughs) – Look, I was on them on Thursday on Thanksgiving. I didn't understand that line, to be honest with you. I was like, why, why, why am I laying less than a field goal against the Patriots? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like the Vikings are a much better team, I thought. And then, you know, I mean, Hunter Henry catch, whatever. I got a little bit lucky there, but I think the Vikings are perfectly fine. They're no, they're not a Super Bowl contender. No, they're not as good as their record indicates. But that's okay. They're still winning games and covering numbers. So I don't know. I I just don't know what to make of this game because I think it's a really really interesting matchup. I probably end up on the Jets in a point just because I think it's pretty even. But, yeah, it is a really, really interesting matchup. I thought that last week's Sunday slate was just terrible, right? Like it was, it was like I do a we yeah. do a, a show during the games uh, from one to four with the great Scotty Farrell every Sunday. 
And we spent more time talking about the college football games from Saturday because it's like, man, this, this is bad, this NFL slate. Just terrible. This is a great slate, just like from a fan's perspective, from big-time teams. So we've got about four minutes here, so let's say about like a minute a game. But, you know, great games here. Tennessee, Philadelphia. I've been looking for reasons to bet against the Philadelphia Eagles. I had the Packers at plus seven the other night, so I got a push. Uh, but the two weeks before, I, was, I did bet against them. So you get the Titans. They're getting five and a half. This commander team, man, Heineke's. Uh, you know, this, they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Great game here, minus two and a half on the road. And we got that Dolphins and 49ers uh, matchup and the Chiefs and the Bengals, some real good games. Anything catch your eye the most? Like, what about the Commanders? And, and what about the Titans? Like, what about, and, and the Dolphins are getting four, man. I think the Dolphins are being slept on as far as Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, a lot, a lot of live dogs this week. I, I mean, I'll try to get through all these. The Commander Giants is basically going to be a playoff game. When you do playoff projections, as I did this this week for Yahoo, yeah. you realize that the Commanders or Giants have to make the playoffs. Like there, there's really no other way out of this. And I can't believe the Commanders are two and a half point favorites on the road. And you might say, like, oh, the Giants aren't that good. You know who else isn't that good? Washington Commanders. Like they're <laughs> getting by every week with a really, really bad passing game. I give them credit. I like Ron Rivera a lot, but this team is not legit. I, I mean. They're they're hot. They're playing well. They're tough. Give them that. But I'll take the Giants on the points at home just because I don't think this commander's team has arrived, really. Dolphins 49ers really interesting. I mean, Mike McDaniel familiarity with the 49ers is such a key subplot to this. Does that mean the 49ers know what's coming because he's been there and they know him yes. or the other way around? <laughs> but I just think, honestly, like the, the 49ers, for as much as we want them to be great, they were great against Arizona. I thought they turned a corner. And then they were really mediocre against the Saints. I don't know, man. I I just think if you're giving me above a field goal at the Dolphins, I'll take that. I think that they're going to be able to move the ball in a really, really good defense. I really think that's a pretty even game, so I'll take the points there. The Bengals-Chiefs is really interesting. Look, the Bengals ain't intimidated by the Chiefs at all. I'll say this. If you look at the Chiefs' remaining schedule, the easiest in football, including the game against the Bengals. So if they win this, they're winning out, and they're going to win that number one seed. This is the last call for teams like the Dolphins and Bills that want to get that yeah. number one seed. I, yeah. I do think the Bengals win. I think they do. I just don't think they're intimidated. They're going to be healthy. I think Chase and Mixon come back. I like the Bengals at home. They, they just match up well against the Chiefs, as we saw last year, regular season late, and then the, the AFC Championship. And uh, the Titans, look, the Titans are a team that I can't explain how they cover numbers, but they do. They didn't last week. I was on them. Uh, but I'm not really scared. I, I think that they're just one of those teams that plays better than their record, and they're going to do so as long as Mike Vrabel's their coach. I really have a lot of respect for him. And the one thing the Eagles really can't do is stop the run. And I think, look, Derrick Henry's in a mini slump. Hasn't been really good for three weeks, but I think he can do enough on the ground to keep them close. So five and a half's a lot. And I respect the Eagles. I like the Eagles a lot. But I think if you bet on the Titans every single week, I think you'll do just fine because I think they're constantly underrated by the market. Great breakdown, stuff, Frank, and I agree with almost everything that you said there. I'm still on the fence about the Commanders Giants, but I agree as far as and just quickly on the way out, you said like the Bengals aren't intimidated uh, by the the Chiefs. Same thing. It seemed the Titans were due for a loss. They're not going to win every week, and the Bengals just seem to match up well with them. They figured it out against Tennessee. I expect Tennessee to bounce back this week. I can't wait for that Dolphin 49er game uh, either. Frank Schwab, follow him on uh, on uh, Twitter, and of course you can get him over at uh, Yahoo Sports. But he's Yahoo uh, Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. Frank, it's always a pleasure. Excellent breakdowns as always, my man. Thank you. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, great show tonight. Thanks to Frank Schwab, Ian Cameron, and the Ranger Reddit Cam Stewart. We'll be back tomorrow night at midnight Eastern on these same stations. We'll actually be on at 6 o'clock Eastern, breaking down the games before the games as well. So you got the Buffalo Bills tomorrow. It's down to 3.5. I don't think it's going to get to 3. All right, it opened at 5.5, so I don't know how much lower it can really go. I don't think it's going to get to 3. I hope it does because I like the Buffalo Bills. Um... I'm going to attack the Bills throughout the day with money line parlays and stuff. So let's just um, let's take a look here. All right, so um, Buffalo Bills money line. Let's say with some of the soccer. All right, let me do this quickly here. Buffalo Bills money line parlayed with let's say um, Germany will win tomorrow. I don't think the Matthias says four nil. I say like two nil. I'll say, yeah, I'll say Germany too now. So Buffalo are minus 188 right now at FanDuel. So we throw some soccer in here. It won't take much to get this into plus money territory. Spain, I think Spain are going to win, but I got 600 bucks on Spain because I need them to advance, and they're my last team that I need in my parlay to advance. But let's put, look, Buffalo Bills in Spain, bro, is plus 112. You throw Germany in this, it's plus 132. Buffalo Bills to win the game. Germany to win the game, Spain to win the game. I like that parlay, Matthias, plus 132. So give me your scores on the way out very quickly here. So uh, Croatia and Belgium. 1-1, Croatia and Belgium. I got 4-0, Germany over Costa Rica. I got 2-0, Spain over Japan. And I got 3-3, Canada and Morocco. Let's roll. I like that. I like that Canada-Morocco over as well. Take the under three and a half cards. 
in all four matches. Follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. Other night, you're on your own. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.